It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Clip in, set yourself free. Come on and take a ride with me. Know what you need to know and what's it all about. Everything you need, it's on the clip out. Welcome to The Clip Out, Episode 6. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe, her lovely husband. <laughs> I, every episode, I say that you're my lovely wife, and you never refer to me as lovely. And so I figured I would take the bull by the horns and, uh, and refer to myself as lovely. My lively husband. That's good, too. Like Blake Lively. Yeah, kind of. But tougher. Yeah. Her. Yeah, she's definitely tougher. She's definitely tougher. <laughs> she probably kills bugs too. Yeah, probably, I sure don't. I got a wife for that. I need to kill bugs. You know what happens when you squish a bug? What happens when you squish a bug? You get bug guts on you. Who wants that? That's well, not gross. if you use your shoe. Then oh, you... now you got bug guts on your shoe. It's okay. You can wipe the shoe off. On what? A Kleenex. And now I'm holding the Kleenex with bug guts on it. Well, then you throw the Kleenex away. Now there's bug guts in the trash. <laughs> the whole thing. No. You're so complicated. <laughs> or I'm just a wuss. Well, I wasn't going to say it. Not to my face. <laughs> <laughs> so before we jump into things, shameless plugs, don't forget that we're available on iTunes. You can go there, rate, review, subscribe. It helps us tremendously, and uh, we greatly appreciate it. Yes, we do. And we also appreciate when you go to the Facebook page for the clip out which can be found at facebook.com slash the clip out. And uh, actually, I wanted to share one with you. Oh, we have a Facebook review. We do. Tom Cortese, he rated us five stars and he says, loving this. Just when I thought I knew everything about Peloton, I found this gem. Thank you very much, Tom. You know how I could tell he was rating us five stars? How? Because you read it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we, we have been very fortunate to have a lot of very supportive people give us lots of good feedback. Yes, we've gotten lots of good reviews on uh, iTunes and on Facebook, so we, we do greatly appreciate those. I, I have to share one other tiny review. Absolutely. We got our first recipe review. A recipe review? We did. People are reviewing individual segments? <laughs> yes. How about that? Someone well, could start a podcast where they review the segments on this podcast. <laughs> they could Please don't No, that may not be the best idea <laughs> So our first recipe review comes from Irene Magish Basak Easy for you to say <laughs> I'm probably butchering her name yeah, we, I, all, we all know my pronunciation issues and my, <laughs> No kidding and My guess is even if you are uh, butchering her name I'm going to go out on a limb and say that she is thoroughly used to it well, th that might be fair. Well, she tried the taco chicken recipe from episode four, and she says... And as, lived to tell about it. Not just lived. She says, as someone who dreads cooking, thank you, Crystal, for the taco chicken recipe at the end of podcast four. It came out perfect, and everyone loved it. Irene, I am so glad that you tried it, and let us know. And if anybody else out there has tried a recipe... That we have talked about on this podcast Not just a general recipe yeah. Let us know Let us know how it went over Absolutely Or if you have a recipe that you think would work You could send it to us Yeah And we have an iTunes review We do We do We have a new iTunes review So this is from Runner's Burn Ooh I know I need glasses Because I almost said This is from Runner's 8 Um <laughs> Yeah you leaned pretty close to that <laughs> screen <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything <laughs> Yet here you are <laughs> 
uh, and he or she, I guess we could say he and or she, in today's world, you don't know. Yeah, you I'm don't. not trying to judge. No. Nope. Uh, a relaxed and informative podcast. Uh, having Power Zones explained in detail was great. Matt Wilpers can explain during classes and in his, his cadence page, but this interview let him go into all the aspects of Power Zone training. Kudos to all involved. So thank you very much. Yes, thank you. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. I thought Matt Wilpers did an amazing job at being very detailed, and I found it incredibly helpful. I am on week four of my training, as a matter of fact. And I'm on week zero Right Yes But uh, that's to be expected <laughs> So coming up on today's show We will have an interview with Captain Tom That's his leaderboard name Yes Tom LaBelle Yay And we will also have uh, some news for you We will Yes We're some, gonna We're gonna make, We have a new theory some, on, on why Peloton raised some cash Yes it's a nefarious news story It is no, I'm, 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 I'm a little upset about it To tell you the truth Yeah And uh, we will also have a, uh, a recipe Another recipe for someone to review With a difficult name to pronounce Yes But it's a special recipe I'll go more into that later Ooh That's what they call a tease <laughs> Which is not something you don't normally do <laughs> Man there is nothing worse Than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them? I would agree. So what do we do about that? Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each, so nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away 100 or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say, that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, and they also come in like a million different colors and styles. For your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clip Out listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R.com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it <laughs> it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread <laughs> i didn't make a sandwich with these I just had toast Which you love Because you have toast Almost every day I do It was the <laughs> best textured Bread of this sort That I've ever had And if you're doing the math It's zero to one grams Of net carbs Zero gram sugar And high in fiber So don't give up Being a breadhead. Hero Bread Is offering 10% Off your order Go to Hero.co And use code TCO at checkout That's TCO At H-E-R-O Dot C-O it's time for news of the Peloton. So there's some uh, an interesting little uh, side story in the world of Peloton this week. 
Yes. So if you did not happen to catch this, the article was on the Daily News. Don't worry. It'll be on the clip out page. I will make sure there are links. So apparently Lawrence White was in a VP of finance at Peloton. He is no longer. As a keyword was. was. He was also another keyword was a free man. Yeah. Not so much now. <laughs> no. Apparently he was charged with multiple counts of grand larceny in March for using corporate credit cards and a bogus account to pay for his own, get this, vacations and prime seating at sporting events. Yikes. So he was embezzling money Totally From Peloton Yeah So I thought this was Kind of fascinating There were actually Several posts On his Facebook And Instagram accounts That like Completely documented Just how extravagant yeah. Everything was And that actually Became part of the Official filing Like everything From Facebook Instagram Like it was all Part of the court documents So it was also Funny to me When he was arrested He was like How bad is this Like is this The kind of crime That when I get asked If I've ever Committed a crime I have to mention it <laughs> Like yeah, Larry, you do. Like there's two classifications <laughs> of crimes. These are the crimes you can keep secret, and these are the crimes you have to own up to. <laughs> so Larry, I'm calling him Larry. Yeah. I, I feel like he knew what he was doing. I don't think... I don't think you can be naive on that one. Yeah, I don't have a lot of sympathy for the guy. Yeah, and it, and I, I guess I didn't say how much. So just one month into the job, he started this, and, and this went on for two years. And he, in total... Spent $402,000 of Peloton's money You know, he started it so quickly You gotta wonder, like, this guy came from other places Like, they liked him because he had worked with other startups yeah, yeah. And they thought, like, oh, he's got a really good track record And so you gotta wonder, like, had he been doing this at the other companies Because he started it almost immediately You do have to wonder that And his attorney is, is making the claim um, Of course, all of this is alleged right. None of this has been convicted We have to say that Right Um but his attorney Since he already has a lawyer on retainer Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, We're not slandering We're just <laughs> alleging uh, So apparently his attorney says Well you know a lot of this was actually advertising for Peloton Your, your $2,200 meal at a Midtown restaurant Pennsylvania 6 Yeah That was advertising Yeah Yeah with several bottles of wine, I bet And and a $4,000 trip to a Nevada resort And I can't even imagine what these haircuts were like Hundreds of dollars <laughs> for a haircut at the drawing room in Soho Some of you who listen may actually know what that is I'm sure it's very fancy Yeah, we just we just have great clips around here That's all we got <laughs> Well, it might be We might have a few options that are a little we nicer have, than that uh, we have, Okay, we also have sports clips <laughs> Yeah, and that wasn't good enough Because then he also got an Amex in, in Peloton's name And then he racked up another 300 grand in personal charges I'm rounding It was <laughs> included airfare and lodging to the Bahamas, New Orleans And then he made up an entire bogus company And charged some checks that just went straight into his personal account Well, that's for advertising, though Right, like, right You know how I mean, you can that, that was probably a hell of an advertising campaign that he ran there Yeah, well, he, he denies all of it Claims he did nothing wrong This is this is all he a big misunderstanding Yes So we'll see what happens with good old Larry I'm not a fan of Larry at all <laughs> Allegedly I am not a fan of the crimes that Larry has allegedly committed against Correct Peloton And you know the worst part when you go to prison What's <laughs> I feel I feel like I know you well enough to know this is going to be really bad When you go to prison Cover your ears In the prison gym <laughs> it's all flywheel <laughs>
So I think that's going to be the true punishment, don't you? I do. I hear they make their bikes through a third party. <laughs> so our interview for the week this week is uh, you might know him by his leaderboard name, Captain Tom. Yay! That was going to be my leaderboard name, but he took it. So, <laughs> so yes, now I, you can't I was going to ride. I was going to. I'm going to be Captain Tom. Oh, he already took it. <laughs> so no riding for me. So he was the guy that uh, threw the big party at Home Rider Invasion this year. Yes, and he just had his uh, Pelloversary. He did on May 28th, and in one year, he's done 315 rides. Congratulations! Which is only 315 more than I've done. Only, only 315 more. You can catch up, but next year at this time, he'll have like double that. So maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have to like quit my job. Do you want me to quit my job? <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I like my job. So, uh, so he is. Uh, he is uh, not on the phone, but he is on the Skype with us. Good afternoon, guys. My name is Tom Labelle, known on Pel. Peloton is Captain Tom. I've been with or riding Peloton now for almost exactly one year at this point. My Peloversary is uh, May 28th. Awesome. Does Hallmark make a card for that? I've not found one yet for anybody, but I've been looking. I think it might be another marketing tool. You need to go to one of those Hallmark stores. They like make crazy hyper specific cards. If you go into like the big store, it's like, Congratulations on your Congressional Medal of Honor Like they have all these Like really weird ones It's fun Well I guess somebody yeah, else so Needs to do that for him Since it's his Peloversary That's fair <laughs> There you go I guess my venture Into Peloton Started a couple years Before that I had had issues With arthritis Osteoarthritis In my hips And I was working out Like a madman And I was trying to do Some yoga moves And I noticed One side wasn't working Like the other side So eventually Ended up going to An orthopedic and found out that I had the hips of a 70-year-old man. And at the time, I was in my 40s. So uh, Whoa. I, had, I had bilateral hip surgery May 3rd last year. So one of my, I guess, treats to myself was I told myself after the, the surgery was done that I would get the Peloton and use that to help me rehab. Okay. That's a great, and, great uh, treat for yourself. Yeah. So, so literally 25 days post-surgery, I was on the bike. And uh, it, was, it was a little slow in the beginning, but... My competitive spirit kind of drew me to the leaderboard, and I was I was riding the wrong way in my mind. I was just riding as fast as I could, trying to beat everybody in the leaderboard, and not doing anything good for myself. So then I kind of fell upon Nicole at the time, Christine Derrickle, and then Stephen Little, and kind of in that order, and really was drawn to Stephen's training. At the time, it really wasn't heart rate training, or we didn't have a heart rate tribe at the time. But his um, his training was less impact, more fat burning. So it gave me what I what I was looking for. I, at you know, because of the arthritis, I, I found myself probably forty five pounds heavier than I should be at the time. And uh, his his training was really focused more towards fat burning, where. Some of the other instructors, they, they do a great job and they're enjoyable classes, but they're more for the, you know, the guys who are marathon runners that are burning a different kind of fuel. I'm trying to burn a stored fat fuel. So his training and, the, and learning the rate training was really important for me. So when you stopped focusing on the leaderboard and you started just kind of following a regimen, did you find that by not focusing on the leaderboard, you started to climb the leaderboard? Um, yeah, well, and I think part of that part of that was kind of I'm kind of an athletic person to, to begin with competitive as well. And as my hips started to literally come underneath me and the training started really kicking in, I gained a lot more strength on the bike. Um, sure. And yeah, I started climbing the leaderboard again. And it, 
You know, as often as Stephen Little will tell you to close the leaderboard down, don't look at it. You know, it's where you find your connections on the on the bike, you know, and, and then if it's up there, you know, if I notice somebody's just, you know, catching up to me, I, I pour it on a little bit. But the, the biggest metric that I've been using for the past, I would say, probably eight months now has been my heart, you know, trying to ride in a way that my heart dictates where I'm going. And I, Stephen Little told us, you know, it, we're, we're our own best coach. So you come into a ride with an expectation of where your heart's going to go to. And if I, if my zone two tops out at 140 beats per minute, I'm going to try to stay really close to that number. If I go over a little bit, it's okay. But if my intention for that ride was to not go over 140, I, I try to stick to that. And then, you know, if I'm doing a power ride, which brings me up to an, the 150, so be it. And I, I use my heart more than I use the metrics of resistance and cadence and output. I, I really monitor my heart rate. And I was able to translate that to their coaches. So if I was doing a, a Tabata ride or if I was doing a Christine metrics ride or Christine Hill Climber or Matt Wolpers, which is a little bit different because he's focusing on power, but I learned my power zones through my heart. So it worked out really well. And it, it translates. And yes, I did get stronger. It's like a love song. You have to follow your heart. <laughs> yeah i guess it's funny you know i what i found was when i first started the first three or four months i was i was riding i was sweating i was you know doing what i thought was a really good workout to be a huge puddle of sweat beneath me i had an appetite i was eating but i wasn't really losing weight and then when i started the heart rate training it started falling off like rapidly i try to mix it up try to you know i focus on some of the the heart rate training ideas and i i put that into a schedule each week that i i try to put it up every week on the official peloton page where we take a week's worth or a a month's idea of training if stephen little says this month we're going to focus on this i take what he says in his video or in his page and i turn it into a weekly schedule and i've gotten a few stalkers because of that (laughs) Uh, you know one of my my dearest friends now at Peloton is Tracy Paulson. And, you know, if I don't put my schedule up, she lets me know it. So. <laughs> She's looking out for you. So, Tom, yeah, did stalking you... stalking me one or the other. I haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of both. Yeah. Did you uh, do your VO2 max test? I've not. I contemplated it for a little while last year. And I actually had something scheduled. And then it was a, a death of a family friend. And I missed my, my appointment. And I just haven't gotten back there. But what I've done is... Through listening to Stephen Little, he'll tell you that, you know, in zone two, your breath should feel like this. In zone three, your, your breathing should feel like this. In zone five, your heart explodes. Um, <laughs> so somewhere in the, I, I've, I've been able to, to relate those zones to how I feel. And so I am curious. I, I know my, my zone two has moved. I started out in high zone two and around 125 beats per minute. And now, like I said, I'm up to about 140 beats per minute where I can still speak in a complete sentence at that point. And if I go to 141, 142, 143, I start having to catch my breath to be able to speak. So I know that I'm in zone three. I do want to take the VO2 max test and see where it ends up, though, and see how accurate I think my training is. So have you found that by switching to heart rate instead of just kind of going all out balls to the wall, do you find that the the exercise reg- regimen is easier for you? I don't mean it and I don't yeah. I don't mean you mean to talk it down, but that like you don't end as exhausted and feeling as beat up as you did previously. Yeah. And and it's funny, I was thinking about that the other day when I was doing a ride. I was doing a, a hill climb ride with, with Steven or it was a metrics ride or something, which is a lot like the old hill climbs that I used to do with, with everyone else. 
And, you know, like you said, it, it just go balls to the wall and just push it as hard as you could. But it really did, wasn't expressed in my outputs. Now I can, if I want to ride a 400 output ride and feel good about myself and keep my heart in check, I can do it. If I want to push it to 500 output, I can do it and still really keep my heart in check. So now if I do a max capacity ride or a threshold ride, which are zones five and four respectively, I get a lot of output and I get my heart rate up to where I want to get to, but it's controlled. It's under my terms. It used to be I would just pedal as fast as I could and put on resistance as they told you to add one. And I was just I was just a lemming following the herd. You know, I was just, I wasn't controlling what I was doing. And after I found out how to control my heart, I was able to, I think, get a better workout. Yeah, if you're just going to be a lemming, you know, there's a word for that. It's called soul cycle. No. Sorry. (laughs) Shots fired. (laughs) But uh, seriously, though, it it is counterintuitive to, to think that, I think a lot of people feel that way about exercise, that if they walk away from it without feeling like they just got their ass handed to them, that then they must not have worked hard enough or they're never going to lose weight or what, you know, it's, I think that's a stumbling block for a lot of people to, to recognize that sometimes the best way to to lose weight or get in shape isn't always to just completely pummel yourself when you right. exercise. Yeah, I mean, like this past weekend, we did a um, we did a ninety minute ride. It was Stephen Little's first ninety minute ride, and I've I've done been doing back to back endurance rides with Stephen for you know probably seven eight months now. So I'm used to having that engagement on the bike for ninety minutes. But it was neat to see everyone else kind of just trying it out and, and see what, what how they were feeling um, after the ride. And then to see the same people get back up the next day and do a 45-minute ride, literally 12 hours or 18 hours later, they were back on the bikes again, which to me was a, a, you know, a great accomplishment for a lot of people. Absolutely. I saw a lot of posts about that, and I was very proud of everyone. I know it's for some people, it's hard just to go to from a 30-minute to a 45. And so... I was so proud of all the people that just jumped in and they had never tried 90 minutes before and they, they did their 90 minute ride. I, I was not able yeah. to ride this weekend, but I was I was with you guys in spirit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've heard a lot of that. Um. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> he just soul cycled you. <laughs> you know, and it's funny because like we joke about all the time, you know, the uh, the tap backs and the push ups and the you know, dancing on the bikes. And I love seeing it on the videos. You know, I, I love, you know, watching the mills do their thing. I can't do sure. it. You know, I, maybe it's because I'm jealous. I told John, <laughs> I said, you know, one day I want to meet you in the studio and I want you to do an endurance ride or a power ride with me on a Friday. And then I'll do an Alex, you know, hip hop dance ride with you and, you know, see how that goes. He <laughs> makes it look so effortless. Oh, like my he's, God. When they're just Him dancing and, away. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they don't I, even I, look I like they're breaking a sweat. <laughs> I can't even dance on two feet on the floor. Not, you know, nonetheless, having them on a bike. But <laughs> I, I, you know, I try to keep my 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 training and my focus more disciplined. You know, I'm there for fitness. I'm not there for fun. But it just so happens that the crazy group of people that have joined up with us in the heart rate tribe are fun people. And we just have a great time together. That's awesome. So what did you think about Home Rider Invasion? <laughs> it was great. I missed last year because I was literally, you know, going through the surgery and I stumbled upon another Home Rider Invasion in October last year with a with a smaller group. So I knew it was going to be a lot of fun. And, um, you know, 
I'm always riding on Friday, 1230 ride with Stephen Little. It's the thing I try to do if my work schedule permits it. So a lot of the heart rate tribe showed up and we all wore our Hello, Hello Kitty t-shirts for that ride. Um, that's a, just <laughs> I, a Stephen Little thing that we do. And, I saw the um, pictures. That was awesome. <laughs> it was great. I mean, there was, I think we had 12 guys or 12 guys and girls with Hello Kitty t-shirts on. And, you know, so that was like the kickoff. You know, we, we met a lot of people uh, before our ride, after our ride, you know, and then the, the cocktail party at the lighthouse was a lot of fun. Um, I've, I've spent a lot of time in studio with, with Steven and Christine uh, and Matt Wilpers. I've, I, I live in New Jersey, so I, I have the benefit of being able to get up to the studio every couple months. So I've, I've spent time with them. So it was, it was nice to meet some of the other coaches, um, to see some people on the leaderboard that you recognize the names or the faces, or you see them on the on the official Peloton page, and just to you know have a quick chat. So I was, it, I loved it. I thought it was a, the weekend in itself was there was a lot packed into a weekend. I think I did five or six rides on the weekend, which wow. was a lot with everything else that was going on. Yeah, that's impressive. So. And then it was weird. John Foley, out of nowhere, in his speech, and I, don't, I still to this day don't know what he said, um, but I was standing there and trying to listen, and the, the audio wasn't so good. He mentioned somebody like uh, Paige Davis, the cancer survivor, and I think he said something about Robin, and then he said something about me, and I'm not sure exactly what he said, but I was I was kind of dumbstruck and awed that <laughs> you know he, John Foley even knew my name. Yeah, it's got to be weird to think that you're even someone like him, that you're even on his radar. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's well, that's part of the magic of what what Peloton does though. You know, I think the way that they they pay attention to what's going on on their Facebook page, they hear the the feedback from their members and that, you know, it's not, I I'm guessing that he said something about you throwing the party on Saturday night. I mean, I don't I don't know cuz I didn't hear it. Yeah, either. I don't know. I I wasn't sure if it was about the cuz I I'd recently posted something on the anniversary of my surgery. I posted pictures from the day of my surgery and pictures exactly a year later, and uh, there was a drastic difference. And Peloton actually sent me a card. I don't know if it was JV or somebody sent me a handwritten note, you know, which I think that, you know, I'm in sales. You know, I get it. Uh, The little added touch goes a long way. And if somebody picks up a pen and a piece of paper and actually writes you a letter, to me, that's just awesome. That's just that's great business. That's a rarity in today's world. It is. It is. So what made you want to throw uh, the the rooftop party? I know it ended up not being a rooftop party because of the weather, but uh, but what, what made you want to do that? Well, I, I blame it on Robin. Um, <laughs> titanium. Um, you know, she was going through her thing, and she posted one day on the, on the Peloton page, you know, listen, you know, as much as I want to do this, I think she she must have thrown it last year. She just was a little tired, you know, going through what she's going through and wasn't sure what shape she was going to be in. So she said, would anybody mind, anybody local mind? Like I said, I live about an hour from the city. So I said, you know, it, it can't be that hard. I'll do it. And uh, literally, you know, had had a phone call, I think, with Robin one day, uh, Yanina Livingston another day. And Tina Marshall, just to try to get a feel for what their expect their expectations would be, and you know, the kind of an idea of where they'd want to have the party, or where they've had parties like this before. And I just started making some phone calls, and I honestly, the the setup part of it was easy. I had it um, figured out probably in a day or two, and then you know, worked out the contract. And just getting the people was the hard thing. 
the uh, the event wanted to know how many people we were going to have, and you know, I knew there was six hundred or something going to the to the home rider invasion, but I didn't know how many people I was going to get for our party. So, you know, first I started out with with a number. I said, oh, probably four hundred, and then I was humbled to you know find out we we're only going <laughs> to probably you know maybe get a hundred if we we're truly lucky. And um, so I, I just threw it up on on the Facebook page, and and thank God people started sending the money through PayPal, and we collected the money, and the event. Uh, location was willing to work with us and and uh, they knocked it down from 100 to 40 just for paperwork sake and i think at that point i had about 30 or 40 people paid so they they took a deposit and then we worked on the rest and it it was more of um having to dip back into the pot every now and then of you know just having to self promote ourselves about the party and every time it seemed like somebody posted something at the party on the three people would pay and as we got closer more and more people came out of the woodwork and and we got to i think uh 97 paid paid and then a couple more showed up at at the night of the event uh, a couple people missed flights as we know um so we lost a couple but it, it worked out well the, the numbers worked out i ended up you know with some money out of pocket for a little while uh buying cakes and some giveaways and things like that so we ran a raffle and my girlfriend was awesome that night I, she's like, I need something to do. I don't know what this Peloton thing is. She's like, you, Tom. She, she doesn't. She hasn't drank. The, she has not drank the Kool Aid yet. And uh, she's like, hey, I don't have anything in common. I'm like, well, you know, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. She's like, let me sell the raffle tickets. I'm like, okay. And she, you know, had this big roll of raffle tickets. And man, she went through almost all of them. And it's attributed to you know everybody's generosity of trying to help out. And there was a couple good gifts there, so it was fun. You know, we. I think if I did it again next year, I would try not to make it. I don't know. It, I, I kind of missed out on it because there was so much going on, and I worry about the timing and the and the, the rooftop thing. As awesome as that was, you know, to go up there, it was beautiful. But with the weather having a, having that variable, you know, and then moving things, I, I missed a lot. Right? He's like, "Did you drink a lot that night?" I'm like, "No, I had three beers the whole night." <laughs> oh man! You know, so I'd probably extend the time you know for a longer period of time i thought the food was was great i don't know if you guys tried the food it was really good it was and but, let me tell you uh, we we helped out with your alcohol consumption we <laughs> we made up for you and i don't normally I did, drink i i heard that in one of the other interviews that you did that you had a number of something i don't know what it was that you were drinking Fireball something or other Man. I was like just make something with fireball And she just kept pouring them in me And I'm, I, I'm not I don't drink all that often And so uh, <laughs> and those, But those went down pretty well At one point in the evening I, I was so drunk I was legally declared a beverage <laughs> <laughs> Yeah we had a We had a good time um, You know I asked the, the venue uh, Rare and Grill if they would Because uh, I like to drink Guinness on my weekends And I'm not a, a big liquor guy So they got me a some Guinness, I was happy, and I ended up having like three that night. But it seemed like as soon as we got to the cake and the, the raffle part, next thing you know, the party was over. <laughs> and granted that I was exhausted, you know, I think the, the second ride I did that day was 3.30 in the afternoon. Oh and, my uh, goodness. Oof. You know, and had to get to the venue by like 7 o'clock to get things set up. So I, I was just shot. You know, I was, I was exhausted. And we, we went out with Stephen Little for, for lunch after that ride. So, you know, a couple beers there and then have to run back to the hotel, shower and get ready. It, you know, the, the rest of the day is a blur. Yeah, my uh, my day job is uh, I'm a concert promoter. I, I do rock concerts and stuff for a living. So I can relate that like when you're the person throwing the party, you're you're not 
you're not enjoying the party. It's your job to throw the party. And so I, yeah. that's kind of what I do for a living. People are like, oh, my God, that's great. You get to see all those bands. And I'm like, I see almost none of these bands. <laughs> yeah. Or I see five is, minutes of it. I, I throw a, a St. Patrick's Day party at my house every year for about 100 people. And I, I hire a couple cleaning people. And I, I cook a bunch of the food ahead of time. And But come time for the party, I'm, a, I'm partying. I'm, I'm enjoying myself, mingling. I don't have to touch a thing. The, the, the help took care of it all. So I kind of thought that was what I was going to experience at, the, at our cocktail party. But I had to be on. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't sure. just let it go. Uh, well, maybe, but it was, maybe I would say maybe the uh, party needs to rotate through people every year. That way, it doesn't fall to one person to never get to enjoy the party. Yeah, but I'm a control freak, so how <laughs> <laughs> the truth comes yes. out. Yeah. You can imagine. Well, I'm the same way because I'm a concert promoter and I'm married to a project manager, so oh, you no. can only imagine. <laughs> The, the fisticuffs that take place. You ought to see our list. <laughs> Two personalities just going at it, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing we like each other. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm looking forward. We were talking the other day about having a uh, heart rate training group, the heart rate tribe, having a little mini home rider invasion at some point. So that, that subject was just literally broached yesterday. So we're all looking forward to that. We um, the, the main people there, Colby Mikowski, myself, Tina Marshall, Krista Hayburn, Tracy Paulson, like they, we love hanging out with each other. Um, Adam Stone. So, you know, when it comes down to, you know, look it together, it's like, yeah, no, no, problem. let's do it. So and again, luckily being Colby live, live near the city. We can be in within an hour. Everybody else has to travel. So, well, that's awesome. Um, so if you were going to do it again next year, then, well, okay, so when is the mini HRI? Let's back up. So when is that we for have, the heart rate We haven't come up with a date yet. So I'll, I'll let you guys know on the, on the official page when we decide to do our mini one. But I know there's a, there's a number of other groups that, that have some mini HRIs set up. Uh, I know there's one in October that somebody mentioned that I should show up to. So it's, you know, it, it's just, it's a fun time. You know, yeah. you get to know some of these people and ride with them. And, you know, I, I've had the benefit of riding with Rabbit a few times in studio, even before this HRI. And he's just a pleasure, you know. So it's it's nice to see people. It is. It's like you get to know them on a completely different level, but you all, you feel so comfortable with them because you've already talked to them online. So it's, yeah, well, it, and you have a lot in common, you know, it's like, it's like dating somebody that you, that you've known forever. You know, it's like there, there's so much subject matter to talk about. It's easy. So, I, you know, you, you find that you're like individuals in a way. That makes sense. So uh, is there anything that uh, you would like to tell the Peloton community about yourself or something that you would like them to know? Oh, boy. I think I'm an open <laughs> book. When it, when it comes to the uh, the Peloton page, I don't think there's too much that, that people don't know about me at this point. Um, my screen name is probably one of the only things that people don't realize. The Captain Tom part doesn't just come from being a control freak, but literally back in 2000, 2001, 2002, I was about to have our, our first child and the just the, the work schedules weren't working out and I was going to be the stay-at-home dad. So I was going to just pick something up part-time. And at the time I had a sailboat and... I said to the uh, the wife at the time, I said, what if I take the sailboat and utilize it as a business? So I started a business. Well, you said you were in sales, I, but I, you know, you meant literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I, yeah, well, I turned that. I, I got my captain's license. I needed to have the license to be able to run the, the boat as a charter boat. And it was a sailboat. And um, so I, I started doing that. And it was it was fun. It didn't feel like work. I would I would constantly get yelled at that I was out having fun um, <laughs> while I was sailing my boat around all summer. And then I did start selling boats. But so that's where the Captain Tom part came from. Everybody that came out on the boat called me Captain Tom. So it just became a thing. That's an awesome so that's story. That's probably the one thing people don't know a Peloton about me. <laughs> I always love love hearing about how people come up with their leaderboard name. So that was that was a good story. I like that. We can have the next cocktail party yeah. at sea. Oh, on a yacht. In international waters <laughs> where we can do oh, crazy thing. We can do crazy things like you can you can serve bald eagle. Because we're in international waters, nobody can stop us. Oh, no more well, fireball. Let's just start with the Hudson or the, or the East River first. <laughs> okay, that's a good deal. Baby steps. <laughs> so, yeah. um, since you do a lot of the a lot of the heart rate training, is there anything that you've learned over time that you feel like is kind of like a rookie mistake or? something that you get asked over and over again about heart rate training? Yeah. The thing that bugs me the most about heart rate training and I guess people that are, are getting into their bikes for the first time, they plug their age into the bike and the bike automatically spits out a number of where your zone should be. And this is group training, you know, group fitness where you and I are not built alike. We may be the same age, but our bodies are different. Our hearts beat at a different rate. So what may be a zone two, zone three th- threshold for me, may not be a zone two, zone three threshold for you. And that's where that VO2 VO2 max test really comes in. But to listen to the coach and as he talks about breathing, how important that is, how you feel. So some people come back and say, oh, I did the endurance. It didn't feel like anything. I didn't even break a sweat. Well, you probably weren't in zone two yet. You know, you have to, I, I always tell people, add a little bit more resistance, wait wait a minute, add a little bit more resistance, wait a minute, until you get to that point where you feel your breath change. And that's probably that, that threshold between zone two and zone three. And it, it seems to strike a chord to a lot of people. They're like, oh, okay, now I get it. So then then I've kind of come up with my own formula to kind of back in the numbers. So what I'll tell people is find that threshold and take that heart rate, let's say it's 40, and divide it by 0.75, which would be the, the low end of zone three. And that'll equal your maximum heart rate. And it seems to work for me, at least, and it's worked for a number of people that I've I've taught this to. I can't necessarily hit my maximum heart rate of, I think that works out to like 183 or 185 for me, nor do I really try to hit that that point but i've been up to like 177 so i imagine if i really kicked it in hard for just a couple seconds i might get there but i think knowing that we're not all the same and the 220 minus your age calculation does not work for everybody across the board that's really good advice i think uh, that will be really helpful for people who haven't had a chance to learn the training yet or might be new to heart rate training so yeah yeah it's it's great that you know Stephen little you know he'll He'll constantly throw those out to us, those little tidbits of knowledge. And, you know, since I've been doing it, you know, I, I kind of absorb all this stuff. And the nice thing about the Peloton page is we get a chance to spit it back out. And he tells us that all the time. Take it, you know, use, use this information for yourselves, you know, pivot, turn, turn and, and give it to somebody else. You know, so so that's kind of what the, the basis of the heart rate tribe was, was a group of individuals that wanted to kind of just spread the word on this one a little bit. I like it. Thanks for throwing that party. Yeah. 
Oh, anytime. I, you know, and you know, I'm all game for throwing next year's party. I've got some ideas already. Probably going to kick it out to a five-hour party. You know, start a little bit earlier and uh, get just get everybody dancing and just relaxing a little bit more and just having a good time. It's like a, it's like Peloton itself. You start with like a half-hour ride, <laughs> and then you go to a forty-five minute, then you go to ninety, and next thing you know, you're doing all day long. <laughs> Crystal, do you, do you hear what he's saying? Like he's he's experienced this for himself. I, from, from I know. From a distance, he's he's watched it. Yeah. So he now he gets yeah. to act like he's an expert on it. <laughs> he's living existentially through us. Yes, That's right. Through um, um, it's exercise through osmosis. <laughs> I, I could just see the sweat pouring off your brow. It doesn't take much to make me sweat. So <laughs> I tell you, well, if you ever get on a bike, you find out that your eyeballs can sweat. It's the craziest thing. That is so true. <laughs> you're you're not encouraging me. That's not the sort of. I did notice earlier in the conversation, though, you threw in a yet when you talked about me and the bike. Yeah, I, I heard it. I wasn't going to call I, attention I say that to about it. Dina too. I'm like, you know, one of these days you're going to get on this thing. I got her shoes. <laughs> did you? you? Know? I threatened yeah. to get shoes, but he. I got he, I got her shoes. I got my kids' shoes. And uh, my my daughter, my oldest daughter, she she'll get on every now and then. She's a distance runner. She she doesn't she'd rather go run than sit on a bike. But she likes the music, so it works out for her. Gotcha. Well, you got to be careful because there's a there's a big difference between a wife trying to get her husband on the bike and a husband trying to get his wife on the bike. <laughs> that is dangerous territory into which you've wandered. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the scary thing is, if I do get her on the bike, then I I may lose my bike. I was going to say that sounds like it's time for bike number two. You're like you're like <laughs> yeah, the Mills no. part two. <laughs> oh no, I I I, I love to bust John on that one and ask him, you know, when are you getting your bike? <laughs> cool. Well, thank you very much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Oh, no, I, I love the guys. Thank you. And, uh, oh, and I was told to make sure I was told by my heart rate tribe to make sure we work on your pronunciation. It's Peloton. Peloton. Or, yeah, we have we been saying it wrong. You one know, last the thing. Other- um, I, I do love to cook and I know that Crystal always throws in her recipe, so I will try to come up with a really good recipe to throw up and see if I'll, I'll email it to you. That'd oh, be great. yeah. That's that would great. be awesome. I love that. I've been trying to do the healthy thing lately. That's good for you. That's It's hard to do. Yeah, we, we talk about it here all the time. Here's today's recipe for success. So you have a new recipe this week. I do. And it's a special recipe because it's as, made with love. As promised, Captain Tom sent over a special recipe. How about that? It's fresh tuna watermelon salad. Well, it makes sense that if he's a captain, that there would be fish. You know, he's all about the themes. Yeah. That Captain Tom. And uh, so it's it's still pretty simple for anyone who enjoyed some of my simpler, some of, both of my simple recipes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is episode 900. <laughs> um, so you get some really nice tuna And you cube it And then you add in some cubed watermelon About the same amount as your tuna You add some pickled jalapeno peppers Some sesame oil Hot chili oil And some teriyaki or soy sauce You mix it all together and chill Boom So when you're done you just relax Yeah, you just sit back We say we should chill <laughs> Do you have any recipes that revolve around chicken tenders? No. No. Not yet. Ooh, there's this hope. Or maybe. I don't I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Thank you, Tom, for sharing your recipe. Oh, you're welcome. I'm glad I Oh No, no. The other Tom. Thank you, Captain Tom, for sharing your recipe. Yes, thank you very much. Checking in with the Peloton community. 
community spotlight yes. this week. I wanted to change it up a little. I wanted to let everybody know a really cool thing that I thought happened. Um, well, I didn't think it happened. I thought it was very <laughs> cool that it happened. There you go. Uh, one of our writers, our wonderful Peloton writers, Amy Layton Workman, she started a GoFundMe account for our own sweet Christine Dierkole. Um, because she is a racer and she is going to the nationals and she it's a very expensive venture. So check this out. Fifteen thousand six hundred and sixty one dollars was raised by this wonderful community in only eight days. That's amazing. You know, what's even more amazing than that. That Larry guy didn't steal it. <laughs> He didn't have a chance. Yeah. It was all privatized. No, it was done by only 156 people. So that means... Like every, like everybody was throwing in like 100 bucks at a shot. Exactly. You guys are amazing. This whole community, amazing. And Amy, you're amazing for making sure that it happened. Yeah, that was very nice of her. Yes, it was. So that's it for this episode. Uh, thanks for tuning in to episode... I'm starting to lose count. That's a good six. sign. Episode six. So where can you find us, you're asking yourself? Well, I guess you've already kind of found us because you're listening. But uh, you can find us on iTunes While you're there You can rate, review, subscribe Um, We're also available Where finer podcasts are sold And by sold, of course We mean given away for free (laughs) (laughs) So we should be uh, Pretty much on all the major Podcast delivery platforms At this point So whether you're Apple or Android We should be out there For you to find Relatively easily So also You can find us on Facebook If you want to keep up with us Throughout the week At facebook.com Slash The Clip Out You can follow me on Twitter At Roger Kubert Or on Facebook At facebook.com Slash Tom O'Keefe And they can find you They can find me At facebook.com Slash Crystal D. O'Keefe Or on Twitter At Clip Out Crystal Or on the bike at Clip Out Crystal. So, what is coming up on our next episode? I'm so excited to say Jackie Sincata will be on the next episode. Awesome. And where would they know Jackie from? Jackie is a huge part of the community. She she actually coined the term Wilbird. How about that? And um, she is a huge proponent of. She's a huge supporter of all veterans activities. She does like special rides and and she supports a lot of different events for different groups. She also has battled rheumatoid arthritis and um, it's been a really difficult journey for her. And from a health perspective, trying to be healthy and be on the bike and she's had a great journey. And people have heard different pieces of that throughout their time on the bike. And the bike has really kind of helped her in her ongoing battle with rheumatoid arthritis. Well, we'll find out more about that. Awesome. So that will be coming up on episode seven of the clip out. So thanks for listening. And until next time, keep peddling.